Bones are amazing things. They hold us up, they support us, they make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin, but they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Welcome back to Bone Thrower's Theater, to this coronavirus edition of Zorro. My name is Aaron, and I am playing Antonio de Lombardo. And my name is Jeremy, and I'm playing Javier Rivera. This is Johnny playing Jacques. And I'm Jordan, and I am the Game Master. And we are having a lot of fun with Zorro. Previously, the new Capitan, uh, Capitan Ortega, comes to Mission Los Angeles. And he has a person who he says is Zorro, who is tied up in the back of a cart. He says that he is going to execute Zorro tomorrow, and he wants all information about Zorro sympathizers. And then the group tries to free him and is successful in cutting the rope that is tying Zorro's hands, but Zorro refuses to flee. They try and figure out what's going on. They meet with a young lady named Rosarita Cortez, who says that she had known Captain Ortega during some travels, and she wants to know why someone would be executed without a trial. So... Antonio decides that he's going to help her out. He goes to take her to the captain's quarters uh, so that she can pose the question to him. And she says that the captain is not the person she remembers. So the party decides to go take a look and see what they can find. And while they are looking around, they find a body on the new Cortez ranch that is naked uh, with their throat cut and only having an eagle feather near them. They think that it might be the actual captain rather than the captain that they have met. So Antonio went to find Rosarita and bring her to where they have brought the body. And when they do that, there is three guards that are heading to the tavern where both Antonio and Rosarita are staying. And then there is a fight. And realizing he is outmatched, Antonio goes to run away and is successful. And when we last left off, he was trying to climb up the building next to the tavern so he could leap from one to the other. And he manages to fall off the building. And that is where we are picking up right now. So, Uh, Antonio, you just had the wind knocked out of you. I'm going to stand up and shake it off and uh, try to find another route. I mean, am I next to the tavern you are in a small alley between the the tavern and another building then i'm going to attempt to climb between the two and try to get in yeah like spider spider crawl up the the two buildings try to get into a window to get into the second floor of the tavern okay oh much better uh 16 one over the target number hey You succeed. So I'm in the window. I'm going to knock on the doors to let Rosarita know that 
I think she's in trouble. Sounds like you're trying to sneak through the building. No, because the the guards are outside still, right? That's correct. So I'm not being incredibly stealthy. I'm trying to do this quickly and making sure that she knows. So I'm not being particularly stealthy, but I'm trying to be fast. You're trying to be fast. Well, that, that sounds more of an agility role. Okay. I like that. I like so you're just like going, tack, 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 next door, tack, 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 next door, tack, yeah. tack, Knock. Rosarita. 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 It, Rosarita. Rosarita. <laughs> yes. It's Antonio. Rosarita. Trying to get through this quickly before the guards actually come into the building. And I don't like my dice tower because I rolled a one on the wild die and got a seven total. I like that dice tower. Let's keep using it. Okay. So I'm not being very fast. You're not being as fast as you wanted, and also people had to, like, have been call- coming out. Rosarita's one of the last people in the building. So, like, as people are coming out to go down into the street, as the soldiers are calling, the people are knocking into you, bumping into you, like, pushing you up against the, the railing that looks down into the tavern. Okay. So you're, you're getting constantly pushed up against the railing of the tavern as you're trying to make your way through. Okay. But do I make my way through? Eventually. So I- Okay. Everybody else is still filing out. Do, so I get a response from one of the doors? Yes. Rosarito, it's Antonio. I think you're in trouble. We found a body outside of town. I think it's the Capitan. I'm in trouble? I think so. There were guards that were trying to sneak up. They held knives. They say they're looking for contraband. I think they're here for you. But I don't have any contraband. And I am persuading her that I think they're coming to kill her because she recognized that it's not the real Capitan. I don't think they're really looking for contraband. I think they're just here to kill you or arrest you for recognizing that this is not the Capitan that he says he is. Okay. Twenty-two. Hey, she is not very willful, is she? Oh, she doesn't have a lot of knowledge. She's very innocent. Okay. So she says, oh dear, how are we going to get out of the building without them noticing us? Your window. We're going to go out your window. My window? I don't know. I've never climbed out of a window before. I will help you out. I'll hold the sheet while you climb down. Fine. I guess so. And I grab the sheet off of her bed and kind of tie some quick knots in it and open up her window and get her to climb down the sheet. Okay. We're going to go ahead and say that the target number is 10. She has an agility of two dice. She rolled a seven. But there was a six on her wild die, which means that she gets to roll another one. And a hero point. Rosarita has a hero point. Yes, she does. And she rolled another six on her wild on her next die. Okay, so she wound up rolling a total of 16. All right. And then I'm going to climb down. I'm going to use a hero point to do that because I don't trust my dice. (laughs) Okay. I got 14. Okay. So the target number was 10. You did fine. Okay. Rosarita did better. Yes, Rosarita's a better climber than I am. Yeah, it was all that stress and adrenaline really got her going. You were holding the sheet for her. Yeah, that too. There's nothing like a strong man. That's right. (laughs) I'm not that. (laughs) So we are going to head away from the tavern from, you know, straight back off the back of the tavern via okay. alleys to get back to lead her to where this body is. Okay, sounds good. 
so we're going to go ahead and roll sneak to get out of town. We're going to go ahead and say that's out of 10 again. I'm going to spend another hero point to give myself two dice. So we're rolling stealth. She has got perception at 2D. She rolled a 12. I rolled a four with a one on the wild die. Complication. So as you're going through town, you start to see... Remember how we talked about like seeing more unfamiliar faces, the cowherds and, and whatnot that seem to be coming into town? Yeah. You see a crowd of them running towards the tavern. Okay. Do they see me? Even Rod. What color is the dice? It's one of the ones Jeremy gave me. So I am going to go with Odd. Even. They do see you. Do they react when they see me? These were not the same guards that chased me earlier. These are just people who see me working my way through town. You and a young lady working your way through town. They are going to come after you. What are you two doing? Where are you coming from? Um, and I kind of say it abashedly. I'd be like, guys, don't let it get around. This is my wife. I, I, I just... I just caught her with her lover. Uh, one of my friends had let me know that she, she had been seen heading to his house uh, just around the corner. And I'm taking her home now to show her what for. How could you say these things about me? All right. Uh, go ahead and roll deception on that one. <laughs> 25. Against... 11. It's like, oh, well, um, we don't want to get involved in a, in a domestic thing. No, no, no. We're, we're just, no, no. And they just keep on going. Thank you. Thank you. And turn around and keep working our way out. So you're able to get out of town. Meanwhile, Javier and Jacques, it is taking Antonio a really darn long time to get back. Yeah, I noticed that. Mm-hmm. Almost a full episode. Yes. <laughs> so yes, we're uh, just sitting here waiting for Antonio to come back. Yeah, it's getting later. It was two o'clock. It was about three ish, three thirty ish. No, I took a nap. Fair enough. Why? We're in the farmhouse, I assume. Yep, you're able to to be in the in the abandoned house. Just waiting it out. Waiting it out. Okay. Yeah, nothing really exciting happens. Finally, Antonio and Rosarita. Uh, show up at the farmhouse. All right. So when they uh, show up, we explain to Rosarita that you know we found the body, and we just want her to take a look at the face and see if she recognizes him. I, I covered up the body so it's not the entire body exposed. You go ahead and you hold up some light to go ahead and show the face. Uh, show her the face. She gasps. <gasps> it can't be. Is it the Capitan? How did Capitan Ortega die? Well, it looks like the primary cause was the knife to the throat. Well, yes, I, I could see that, but, but who would do such a thing? My guess would be the imposter. I likely agree with Jacques that it was the uh, this man who was taking the place of a Capitan. And maybe trying to build some fame for himself by saying he's caught Zoro when he actually hasn't. Yeah. I, st I still don't understand his end game. He, he must have some end in sight. If this man is 
this man that he claimed was Zoro this morning, is now sitting in the jail and playing cards. He is not. He is a willing participant in this. Well, so I not... suspect we're going to say this man here, the Capitan, was Zoro, and they killed him. Oh. They already have a body, or so they think. And we definitely put a damper on his plans yeah. by taking this, this, this body. Makes sense to me. So what do we do now? Do we expose him? Well, we know that there are some of the soldiers that are not aware that they don't actually have Zoro. So we can also assume that maybe some of the soldiers are not aware that this is actually not the real Capitan. Correct. I mean, I would assume whoever does not know that they don't have the real Zoro also don't know that he's not the real Capitan. The same people, I would assume. So how do we set the record straight? Is no. the word of a lady enough? You mentioned traveling here with your father. Does your father know the real Capitan? Unfortunately, he was not on the voyage with us. I think there might have been a state dinner that they were both at, but I don't remember my father interacting with him that much. So Javier would say, would it be any significance that this body of the Capitan was found at the construction site of your home? It was? It wasn't found here? No. Brought it here. Because hmm. that's what we do. We carry bodies around. <laughs> At least there wasn't a sewer to go through in this one. No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know of any significance off the top of my head. Would the Capitan be going there to visit you if he knew you were having instruction done on his way into town? How close were you two on the voyage? We were intellectual companions. We enjoyed a good conversation, sometimes a game of chess. So he, would, he could make a social call? He would not be outside of the realm of possibility. Who were the men that were working on your villa? It was mostly locals that my father had hired. Were they reputable? I don't ask my father's dealings. Would you recognize the men? Unfortunately not. I didn't spend much time at the construction site. I just got into town a, a, like a, a few days ago. So I think we need to find some way to trip up El Capitan and make him expose himself. I think we've already done the first step of that by moving the body. Yes, at least we, we know that his plans to quote-unquote execute Zoro will not be moving forward. The problem is we don't know who actually, besides Rosarita, knew the real Capitan. If we knew somebody else did, we could go to them as well. Was there any else, anybody else with you on your travels? There were a few other vo voyagers, but none of them came here to Los Angeles. They all stayed behind in Presidio Monterey. So what I'm thinking is that those strange uh, cow hands that were in, we've seen in the city, they may be the construction workers. That may be in on it, yes, because one of them was in the jail playing cards with the person that assumed they were trying to say was Zoro. Yes. That sounds reasonable. So rather than confronting the fake El Capitan, we could always confront one of them who might have more information. Correct. Maybe we could get the guy who uh, was playing cards with the imposter Zoro. What if one of us were to disguise ourselves as Zoro 
and confront him. It's been done before. Confront the card player? I think that sounds like a fun adventure. That might cause the Capitan to trip up and do something once it's reported that Zoro actually paid his men a visit. What time did was he going to execute Zoro? Noon the next day. So we have to get to the man before that. What if rather than even confronting him, we simply had Zoro be seen around town very noticeably? That could be done. It sounds like what we need is somebody to bring attention to the streets as Zoro rides through. Yes, that is what I'm I'm picturing. So, Javier, you'd probably be the best one to be the imitation as both Antonio and I are very good at drawing attention. If myself and Jacques were to stir up crowds while you rode through town, I think that would create enough of a knowledge that Zorro is, in fact, not in prison, that it would spread rather quickly. Don't forget to leave the mark of the Z. All right. Well, we will need some things from our hideout. Yes. I'll leave it to you to be in place, to draw attention. Yep. But who's going to take me home? Miss Cortez, I do not think it would be wise for you to head back to the Tafford. I think... It would be best for you to hide out at our hideout with Javier. Where is your hideout? Hidden. Javier can say, I don't think that's the best idea. I need to go back to civilization. Well, ma'am, drain out east isn't for a normal three days. (laughs) (laughs) We are headed back towards town. We can... You can stay Escort. in my house until after this is all over, so you'll be safe. It's just outside the city. Give us a little bit of time, and this should all be over with. So, Dawn is probably maybe just an hour or so away. So, Javier's going to hop on the horse and say, All right, Zoro rides at dawn. <laughs> and then rides off. <laughs> nice. And then Antonio and Jacques and Rosarita head back towards town. Yes. So, Javier, you go to the hideout. And do you all keep, like, Zorro body double costumes on, on hand at all times? Oh, yeah. Definitely. I think that was one of the things we said we had in there was definitely, like, a extensive pile of different attire to... The train changes. Yeah. I dig it. So you go ahead and you gather that all together. Now, if I remember correctly, you have a knife. You don't have a sword. No, I don't. So unfortunately, the sword is something that is important to complete the Akumal, but you could probably make do in a pinch by riding through without it. Well, I imagine that there will probably be a few spare swords at the uh, hideout. Swords do get broken from time to time. That's true. Maybe you have like a... A sword that is, it's only about a quarter of a sword. You can, the handle and the scabbard and just, if you pulled out the blade, then it would only, there would just be a stump. Or just a practice rapier. Yeah, just enough, uh, just enough to look convincing, but you can't actually do anything with. You're relying on your brains in this instant. All one deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So there are no actual swords that I can use? There? No, you, yeah, you can, you can go ahead and take a sword. So all I need to do is make the mark of Zoro. Yes. And ride through town as people draw attention. Go to the top of the hill. Pull the reins of the horse so the horse dances on its hind legs. And then ride off over top of the hill into the sunrise. It sounds like you've been fantasizing about this just a little bit. <laughs> so a rapier, it would be brawn plus 1d plus 2 if you did actually need to use it. To do damage, right? Yeah, that's the damage. Well, hopefully I'm not planning on to use it to fight with. It's just to, for show. Right, because that would well, just be... Need well, to I'm gonna... skill to make the Z, and that's it. So you would use it for melee. Melee would be your skill that you would use yeah. for that. Um, yeah. And that defaults to 4D, which is not a bad skill. No, it's not. It's pretty good. And I have hero points, so. He's just saying he has to avoid a fight at all. That's true. Now, do you have the body still with you, or, or did you leave that at the farmhouse? Did we leave it at the farmhouse? I would leave it at the farmhouse. I don't know. We might need it. <laughs> well, I didn't take it with me, so. Well, yeah, we, yeah, I would leave it at the farmhouse. Just so you know, here is the attributes and skills for a horse. So the horse is smarter than Javier? More than I do. <laughs> <laughs> and more perceptive than myself or Jacques. Yes, correct. So the horse has a dodge of 10, a parry of 15, an agility of 3, a brawn of 2, a knowledge of 2, a perception of 2, and a charm of 2. It's a charming little horse. That is funny. So you get the horse ready. You get your, your costume together, your mask, your high boots, your cape, your rapier, your gloves, your black sable shirt and pantalones, and you are ready to ride. Yes. Now, when do you want to make your appearance? Right at dawn. Right at dawn. I'm going to go to the square where everybody had met, and that's when hopefully the two others will start to make a big scene, and we'll start the act there. Okay. So Antonio and Jacques, you are able to get Rosarita to Jacques' hovel, and she is very displeased that she has to stay in such a humble abode only for a few hours those are going to be the longest hours of my life maybe but it'll be safe your life will be much shorter if you try to make it back to the tavern fair enough she says so you leave her behind and where do you all go i go to the square and how very or antonio you want to start playing get their attention so i can start speaking yes so your your goal is to draw as large of a crowd as possible yes all the right, Remans so. are coming! The Remans are coming! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm, I am playing rather loudly and yelling, Come one, come all, for the greatest show on earth! Jacques! <laughs> Go ahead and make me a persuasion roll. Alright, I like that. Twenty-two... 24. Okay, you succeed very handily, and you start drawing a crowd. First off, it's like the people who would be up early. You know, the blacksmith has to get the fire going. There are people who are going into the well to draw water for the day. 
There are servants who are out cleaning and preparing to make breakfast for the Dons and Donyas. Some soldiers that are always on guard in the square. And they they start hearing you and you're getting everybody's attention. All right, so there's a crowd. There is a crowd. And then as everybody's attention is focused on the two of them from one of the alleys at the back of the square, you see the horse cut into the middle of the street. And I guess there's a lamppost at the back of the square. And that's where Javier is going to draw the mark of the Z and then pull up on the reins so that the horse can come up on its hind two legs and then tear off down All the right. street. Go ahead and give me a riding check for this. <laughs> I can just see he's trying this and falling off the horse. Well, I'm going to use a hero point. <laughs> <laughs> Double them dice. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm speaking to the crowd, you know, saying, why, would, why are we going to let the real Capitan execute our hero? The man who's defended us all. Stand up to this evil tyranny. Well... Um, that's a one on the wild die, but <laughs> there are a couple sixes, but a lot of ones. So there's a complication. Okay. What was the target? The target was 15. Oh, I got it. Definitely. Uh, that's 18 right there. 21. Okay. 22. Cause I forgot you still count the wild die. All right. So yes. Thank you. Yay. That's actually a real cool feature of the thing. Instead of subtracting the highest and the lowest die, then you get the hero point as like a consolation prize. And you succeed, so even better. We're going to go ahead and say that the horses who have thundered through the dusty road as you come through, you stop in the back of the plaza. The horse rears up and it sounds amazing. And people turn and they go, ooh, ah, ooh, it's Zoro. Who does the captain really have? You hear all this, and you go to make the mark of the Z, and you realize that the saddle is not cinched as tightly as you thought it was. And so you start kind of sliding to the side a little bit. <laughs> so you're kind of clenching on with your legs at like about a 45 degree angle from the back of the horse. And we're gonna go ahead and take a break and see what happens with this dramatic sign of the Z in just a moment. As a geek with a life outside of gaming, it can be hard to stay informed. The Sometimes Geek Podcast is your weekly update of all the major video game news, brought to you with the insight of an everyday gamer. Episodes are kept short and to the point, so you have more time to spend playing games instead of reading about them. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and at sometimesgeek.com. The Sometimes Geek Podcast, because we can't be geeks all the time. And we're back! Show me how well you can make that Z, fake Hizoro. Uh, very well. Three sixes. I used a hero point, by the way. Fair enough. 31. Sounds like a success. <laughs> I would hope so. So you managed to make the sign of the Z with no trouble. Imagine how many flat surfaces in this town have been scored by a sword <laughs> with a Z. It's like everywhere. You kick your heels into the horse and you take off while you kind of slide off to the side a little bit. <laughs> but you manage to hold on just enough to, to keep on and to zoom out of town. Meanwhile, Jacques and Antonio, you start hearing 
and seeing some of the soldiers in the cattle hands, they seem slack-jawed, the ones who have gathered in the plaza. They can't believe that they just saw Zorro, who's in jail, riding through the plaza. The soldiers, they start running immediately after our good friend... Zorro? (laughs) Zorro slash Javier. And the soldiers all run into the stable. And they come out of the stable with guns. Of course they do. They're gonna shoot Zorro! I yell really loudly. Stop the soldiers. Do not let this tyranny reign. Some uh, cavalry members are jump on the horse and they start chasing after Zorro. All right, Zorro. Are you ready for a chase scene? Sure. We are at four. Well, we know the skills are for a horse. Yeah, we do. Okay, I have cavalier skills. Cool. Let's go ahead and roll initiative. Uh, for initiative for the chase, we're going to use writing. Yep. Oh my gosh. That's not good. I got a 15. And. So I get to go first. We're going to go ahead and set the target number at 15 for this. Okay. So I am going to go ahead and say that my soldiers, my cavaliers, they are really good at riding. And that takes a lot of agility. So they're going to go ahead and use their agility to try and guide the horses and, you know, maintain their riding abilities. Like to keep balanced on the horses, crouched over just right, kind of, you know, jockeys in a race. Target number is 15, and I rolled a nine. Woohoo! We are staying at four for the moment. All right, so I am also going to use agility to write myself back on the horse properly so I can start to ride even faster. And that's a six on the wild, but I have a 16 already. Okay, that's an exceptional. It's me here. Yep, so that bumps you up to six. They are going to use their knowledge of the local terrain. They're going to go ahead and spend a few points. And they're going, to, they're going to go ahead and try and box you in and try and force you down an alleyway that ends in a dead end. Oh, gosh. 11, 12, 13, 14. <laughs> so we are still at a six. All right. So I'm just going to use uh, riding for now and just to make a beeline straight, like, to get to the edge of the city. Sounds fair. Who is going to be close? Seven plus <laughs> an eight is 15. Boo. Boo. So that puts you at seven. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and use writing. They're going to try and catch up to you as quickly as they can and keep on trying to box you in. Oh, I rolled three sixes and a five. So that reduces the number down to six. All right. Your turn. All right. I'm going to use Deceive, and as I get towards the edge of the town, I'm going to find some some brush to, like, have the horse jump over. But as it jumps over, I'm going to then make a sharp turn so they see the tracks going over the brush and think that it continues that way, hoping to head off in a different direction where they won't track. Sounds good. Deceive is at four. Oh, no. There's a one on the wild. 13. Uh, only 14. Oh, and a complication. 
we'll go ahead and say that you you manage to jump over the bush but when the horse lands its back hooves skid a little bit on the ground so that the hoof prints when you know how you wanted them to kind of go in a different direction the skid kind of points out where you're supposed to go right so they're able to keep track of you easier all right all right so it's my turn they are going to go ahead and use command to tell you that you need to to stop in the name of the king. Fifteen exactly. So you're down to five. They're gaining on you. They're getting closer. You can start to smell the sweat rolling off of their horses as they close in. You feel this uncomfortable itching between your shoulder blades as the bead of their rifle of their pistols starts to focus in on you. You might be feeling a, a sword sink into your back at any minute. You don't know what's going to happen. What are you going to do next? It's not a bad suggestion from Johnny. He said to use survival to read the terrain to choose the quickest path. Yeah. Since they just use command, I'm going to use a little bit of acrobatics. Okay. To sort of taunt them a little bit. So uh, I'm going to get up out of the stirrups and sort of still holding on to the reins halfway standing on top of the saddle just look back at them and wave that sounds like a very zoro thing to do yes so that's 40. okay definitely got it that's 16. so we are back up to six and i really enjoy what you said johnny about using terrain so i think i'm going to do that i'm going to go ahead and use survival and I am going to go ahead and scope out the terrain to see what I can find. Oh, and I rolled a one on my wild die. 11, so I do not succeed, and they take a complication. So they're just so hyper-focused on you as they're going outside of town. They're not paying as close to attention as the terrain as they want. One of them manages to jump over a small gully Another stops right before it, and then the third just careens right into the ditch, and the horse actually breaks its leg. Mm. And also, according to the writer of the game, one can double down in chases. Oh, nice. All right, so hearing that from behind, knowing that the terrain is causing them some problem, I am also going to use survival to find out, hey, they're having trouble with this type of terrain, so... Find more terrain like it. Very nice. And I'm going to go ahead and use a hair point on this one. Okay. I feel like I need it. It's a six. On your wild die? On the wild die. That puts me to eight because I definitely got 32. Very nice. You succeed quite heroically. So you managed to jump over a few small ravines and, and gullies and skirt around some trees and you are out and you were able to get back to the hideout and lose them completely yay meanwhile back in town jacques and antonio you are seeing soldiers run into the local stable the the communal use stable and they are coming out not with horses but with rifles are they shouting anything at the crowd they seem to be shouting more at Zoro and, and chasing him, but a few of them start like going towards you to break up the 
unsanctioned gathering that you have started? So, more or less, as they started chasing Zoro off, I went ahead and started slinking away and kind of getting out of the crowd. Not me. I'm trying to get the crowd to fight against the soldiers. These are not soldiers. Are these the stranger cowboys that we're talking about? You are correct, yes. These are the ranch hands and the, the ruffians in town that seem to be newer, that you don't recognize. So Yeah, I'm saying to the crowd, do you really want to help these people? What to keep you all down and in the dirt? Go ahead and make me a rabble-rousing roll, <laughs> which I would assume would be persuasion. I would assume, which is why I boosted it. Yes. Ooh. I got one on the wild die. Ooh, complication. 13. So that's good enough to start the crowd noticing what's happening. You start hearing grumbling and comp- complaining, and and I'm just like standing on the wall of the fountain or something, yeah. So I'm a little bit rate elevated from the crowd. Yes, you can see a little bit more because you're standing like on a on a bench or a wall or something of that nature. Yeah, maybe my uh, complication is in my uh, fear I fall off. I like that idea. That sounds like a good complication. So you get lost in the crowd as you fall off. Yeah, people are starting to swarm around you. Antonio, go ahead and make me a sneak, sneak roll to see if you can get away easily. I'm using a hero point for that. Okay. And I got a six. Okay. So that's an epic success? No, I mean, if I got did a six succeed. total. Oh. Three on the wild die and a three on my second die. A total of six. Well, that's not a success. So I did not blend into the crowd? Nope. Everybody knows who you are. You're about as anonymous as an iguana slinking through a street. Fair enough. Everybody knows who you are. And also, the part of the issue is that you've done a good job of standing out the crowd. Yes. From day one. Which, you know, isn't necessarily a bad thing. No. Ex- except except when right you now. don't want to be noticed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you've done a good job of making sure that people don't really you. associate you with Jacques at this point. Okay. But the complication is now they're starting to put two and two together. They're starting to say, hey, we've seen Jacques and Antonio doing things together. What are they doing? Is Antonio one of these, not rabble rousers, but is he a revolutionary? I will deny it to my grave. I say it's all about the money. You don't want to be associated with Antonio, Jacques? Not publicly. No, not publicly. If anybody were to, were to ask me, I would let them know he pays quite handsomely. Gotcha. So you're not getting out of town easily at this point. Is there anything else that you all want to do? Oh, I'm just trying to keep my head down and not get arrested. I think that was my goal. My goal was to try to blend into the crowd just so that I wasn't trying to get out of town. Just more or less uh, be part of the, the masses. Yeah, so, so if they attack the, the cowboys, then I attack the cowboys. And, and that's what I would do as well. Even or odd? Even. Odd. So you are doing a really great job of fomenting a small riot. Yay! 
you want to foment a, a larger riot, but you know you'll take a small, a small one to start off with. So you you yelled out about not what do you really want to support these people that you don't really know, and you just hear the, these people going, yeah, yeah. Do we want to do that? Do we want to support these good for nothings? We don't even know who these people are. And you start to see like uh, people picking up like hammers and picking up different tools that could provide a, a good improvised weaponry. They're like, Jacques, lead us. <laughs> I'm okay with this. They push you to the front. All right. I go up to the uh, closest farmhand. That's all armed and upset and everything. And I say, just what do you think you're doing? You think you can kill Zoro? He takes his gun and he just pushes into your body. He's holding the stock where you would rest it against your shoulder. And he's holding the, the barrel, uh-huh. both in each hand. And he just pushes into you trying to knock you down. Go ahead and make me an acrobatics roll. All right. 14. Oh, seven, and I rolled a one on my wild die. So complication. Uh, I will allow you to choose the complication. All right. He tries to push me. I grab hold of his rifle and push him hard enough that he lets go. Okay. And so you're holding this rifle, and you look down, and you see tied to the stock of it, you see an eagle feather. Oh. I want to look at the next hand over at his gun to see if I see a feather there too. Okay. Go ahead and make me a quick perception roll. I'm going to use a hero point. Shocking. I got five. That was just enough. <laughs> so does the neighboring uh, hand have a feather on his rifle as well? It does. All right. We have proof. What I'm going to do, I threw the gun Actually, I didn't throw I passed it back behind me to somebody in the crowd. So now one of the regular townspeople has the gun. Okay. said, you cannot come into this town, support this new Capitan, to kill the only man who cares for us and sticks up for us. From the back of the crowd, I'm going to yell, yeah! Okay, go ahead and make me a persuasion roll. Both of you. Twenty-two. Thirteen. Let's just put it this way. Having someone who is super charismatic with you is always going to make this kind of persuasion go a little bit better. Yeah. So you, you say your part, Johnny. Jacques is really passionate about it. But you know what? He does have a bit of a, a flat delivery and a monotone voice. So it doesn't come off quite as convincingly as when the rich sonorous musical voice of Antonio just steps in and blasts it away. And so that simple yeah from the back of the crowd just pushes everybody further into your camp. So you now have like this one solidified mass of people and there's only like four or five of these farmhands that are actually armed at this point. Okay. Uh, and you're blocking their way. They can't get to Zoro even if they wanted to. Yeah. AKA Javier. Get these men and put them in the jail where they belong. Okay. So you say that to the crowd. You hear the some shots are being fired off in the air, but the crowd just rushes them. There's about 30 or 40 people in your 
small riot and there's only like four or five of them so they easily overpower them they take the gun away the guns away and all of the guns have eagle feathers tied to them and they take them and they rush them into the jail and there's Zorro sitting there just enjoying a nice cup of coffee and he's also having cuevas rancheros and uh, just enjoying himself quite nicely and he, he seems to be reading a book from Spain. Is it actually Zorro? Oh no. Okay, I was about to say, but it's somebody dressed like Zorro. Someone who is dressed like Zorro. I can say, this man here, if he is truly Zorro, why is he sitting outside of the cell? Uh, sir, I, 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 I don't understand. I, I am captured. I am in jail. I am, I, I, I am sentenced to die. Yes. And he just totally flubs it. Well, now he is in the cell. So the crowd picks up the Zorro imposter and they roughly manhandle him in the cell and he gets a, a couple of good licks in. His ribs are bruised and his eyes are black. And there's El Capitan suddenly appears in the square between the jail and the Capitan's hacienda. And he's yelling, what is this? What are you doing? And he's got a pistol in each hand. All right. Is there any other uh, soldiers with him? Oh, yeah. He's got like a good 15 soldiers. Do I recognize any of the soldiers with him? Go ahead and make me a perception roll. Hero point. 10. You do recognize that some of the soldiers are actually deserters. They had been in the service before, and then they had disappeared to join a, a bandit group out in the hills. Well, I say, those men there are not real soldiers. These men are bandits. They abandoned their posts. Very nice. He sees that you have a saber at your side. He, he goes ahead and he drops the pistols and he says, Sir, I challenge you to a duel. I draw my saber. Jacques, I think you need a hype man. He's got how many soldiers with him? There's about 15 soldiers with him. And how many civilians do we have with us? About 40. I would probably yell, we can't let them kill our leader. <laughs> Go ahead and roll persuasion on and, that. And start chanting Jacques' name. Jacques, Jacques, Jacques. Bravo! <laughs> 20. You succeed. The crowd is getting riled up. No! Jacques must live! He must live! But Jacques, you know that honor must be satisfied. The only way to keep them from firing into this crowd is to do the tour. Exactly. I don't want to let the citizens die. Sounds good. And while this is all going on, Javier, you managed to come back, circle around. You've discarded the mask and the sombrero and the cape. And you are now at the back of the crowd and you can see your friend Jacques standing there with a sword in his hand in front of a crowd of a revolution. Is he going to make it? Yes, he is going to make it because at any point that Javier doesn't feel like it, he's going to shoot the fake El Capitan with his so, rifle. So you have your rifle. To do that, to get a good clean shot where you're not going to hit anybody, you're going to need to be on the roof of a building. All right, so I need to roll some athletics or something? Ooh. Acrobatics, actually. Acrobatics? To wall climb. Okay, I'll take that. 
What's the target? Oh, yeah, 15. 15. 15? Uh, why not? I'll use a hero point. Why not? 30. Yeah, yeah, you succeed just fine. Ain't no issues there. If there's going to be a duel, then there needs to be space. They need to have room to move. Antonio, you need to convince this crowd. You need to persuade them to create a space for a grand fight to begin. Okay, then I would yell exactly that. Give them room! Give them room! Let Jacques take care of this impostor! 19. Success. So the crowd... They back up and they part and the soldiers, they get on the other side and they're beating their swords against their rifles, making all sorts of noise. And they start chanting. They don't start chanting Ortega, Ortega. They start chanting Eagle, Eagle, Eagle. Go ahead and make a knowledge roll. All of us? Yeah, everybody. Hey, six on my wild. And a five. Five? Seven. Okay. Seven, okay. Do I need to explode the six? I got an eight. You do not, but you did get a hero point, Johnny. You all remember that you have heard of the Eagle. He is a bandit who has been terrorizing the hills to the south of Los Angeles. And he has been causing all sorts of consternation for Zorro and trying, and he and Zorro have been locked in a bit of a war for the past six months or so. But no one has ever seen the Eagle until now. I say to the imposter, okay. Ah, so you're the eagle, are you? And what if I am? Even if you take me down, Zora will capture you. We will see. We will see. And so he draws his saber, and it's time to roll initiative. All right, and what initiative again? Melee, because you, you guys are going to start hammering swords together. 19. Okay. And I have five hero points to spend. 19, 22. 22. Okay, so he goes first. Yes. The eagle salutes you with his sword, you know, hilt in front of face, swipes down, and then he takes a formal fencing stance, and he lunges and rolls melee. 18 plus 4 is 22. What's your static skill? 20. 20. So he scores above that. Yes. So he's going to go ahead and roll damage, and you're going to go ahead and roll brawn. Fair point. I rolled an 8. Oh, yeah. I got that. 20. Okay. So you are currently stunned. Yes. So you can also use a hero point to not be stunned. If you want. Yes. That, that is something that you can do with hero points. Okay, sure. Okay, so you are not stunned. So it is now your turn. Alright, I'm going to use a hero point, and I'm going to uh, lunge back. Okay, sounds good. Oh, one on the wild. Complication. 29. Okay, so his parry is at 20. So you go to swing in, and you actually you make contact. You do get your hero point back. And go ahead and describe your complication. I stab him, and it hits one of his buttons. And so the button is now stuck on the end of my blade. Okay. Yeah, it could be worse. Now, I only have one D, so enjoy this. What are the two numbers I roll on this red die? 
and he didn't pick up another one, so. <laughs> well, I just rolled a six on my wild, and I got, uh, let's see, 12, 17 without exploding. No, 18, sorry. So damage roll greater than or equal to brawn roll, and brawn roll produced a complication? Mortally wounded. Yep. Go ahead and describe how you run the eagle through. All right, so I slightly block his uh, blow, so it just stuns me a bit, and I immediately lunge straight at him, hit through his button, right into his chest, right where his heart is. Very nice. As I pull back, he falls to the ground. And he doesn't even have a chance to gasp out, avenge me, or anything like that. Blood just starts welling out of his mouth, and he falls into the dirt as the sun peeks over the tops of the mountains and hits upon the square in which you stand. And the whole crowd bursts into joyous rapture, and all of the eagle's men, they just start quaking as the soldiers who are still loyal to the town of Los Angeles realize what's happening, and they realize that the Capitan Ortega that they're serving has actually been a fraud the entire time. The true soldiers and the people band together and they drive these desperados out of Los Angeles with Jacques, Antonio, and Javier at their front. And that has been Zorro, the Fox Unmasked. Thank you so much for listening to this <laughs> mini-series on Bone Stories Theater. Thank you for listening to Bone Growers Theater. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater. And also you can look us up on Facebook. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.